When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Lisa Ann Walter is our very special guest. You've known her work over the years for so many different things. Uh, the Parent Trap. Um, uh, Bruce Almighty. I, I remember a, a show, and this is going back a while, and I, I, I was disappointed. It didn't last long, but uh, Tim Matheson was in it. I think that's the first time I saw her. It's called Breaking News. I think it was really mm. underrated, and for whatever reason, it just, you know, one, one, uh, one season. But whenever I think of this lady, and she's very funny, she's very pretty, uh, she's very talented, but whenever I think of her, for whatever reason, I've never spoken to her. I've never, uh, never talked to, never met her. But I always think smart. I always think, you know, th- this is a smart lady. <laughs> She's made a career uh, over the years in in so many different aspects of the of the business, and whether it's writing, producing, uh, acting, you know, it's comedy. Uh, it created, of course, dance your ass off and on the Oxygen Network. But uh, very very pleased to have Lisa Ann Walter here. Her latest is Abbott Elementary, and you can see that on Tuesdays on ABC. It streams on Hulu. Um, Lisa Ann Walter, how are you? Hey, Frank. I'm doing great. I'm just sitting here listening to that. First of all, thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm like, man, I did some cool stuff. I'm so glad that you mentioned breaking news. Most people have no idea, because as you say, it was it was in and it was out. And I'll tell you a quick story about that, because I know I'm here to talk Abbott Elementary, and it's a great show and it's a hit. But people who aren't in the industry don't realize that sometimes you'll do a TV show, like we did Breaking News, which was with the great Clancy Brown, who's done a million things. He's on the new, uh, the new Dexter, and you've seen him in everything, right? And Tim Matheson, who's in uh, Virgin River right now, but he was everything for, you know, he goes back to uh, Animal House, for God's sake. Great cast, um, very, very good drama, and it was a, a work, like at a 24-hour news network, like the show that they just did on HBO with Aaron Sorkin, but we did it 20 years earlier. We did that right when my kids were born. In fact, we had to hold production on it because I got pregnant when I was doing the pilot. Not by anybody on the show, by the way, Frank. It was, it was my husband. But uh, I want to start that. It was Tim Matheson. All right, I'm going to say it. Um, but they had to wait because I had the twins. And then it, about a month later, I went up to Canada. and We shot the whole season. And then they changed the direction of the network. It was for TNT, and they brought a new guy on who came from the WB, and he decided that he was going to take all of the dramas they were doing, because they were doing a lot of westerns back then, and we're going to make this all like the WB. We're going to do Witchblade. We're going to do all these young, young people shows. So they just didn't air it. We had a full season of a show that was a great serialized 
it was to that point before Abbott, the best part I'd ever played on TV. And they just scrapped it. And what the, the creator did was he let it slip to some of the critics at the TCAs, the, the pilot and a couple of extra episodes. And they fell in love with it. And no, they, there weren't as many outlets back then. It's not like today where it's like, oh, okay, well, this network's not going to show it. Let's go to one of the 27 streamers. There was nowhere to air it. So you know who aired it, where you found it? Bravo. Before they were real housewives, they had no content. And Bravo showed breaking news that our uh, series, like on a loop, 24 hours a day. And so if you happen to catch it, you got into it because it was a good show. That I, I really am grateful for you saying my character was smart because I was redhead back then. <laughs> And it was, I loved being a news producer on that show because I got to be really smart, talk really fast, be very East Coast. And then I was blonde for 20 years. And I kept being asked to play this character here. You know, like, he's, I didn't kill him, but I'm not, I'm not upset he's dead. You know, that kind of character. And I was tired of it, and so I dyed my hair red again. And now I get to play somebody smart on TV. So go figure. Well, l listen, and, and we'll get into Abbott right now, but uh, you mis misheard me. I didn't say your character was smart. I said I always thought you were smart, and and I, I'm proving Thanks, Frank. I, yeah, honestly, I, what a what a career, uh, pivoting here, pivoting there, g getting into that. You, you really had an impressive career. Uh, let's talk Thank uh, Abbott Elementary. Uh, it's it's terrific. It's a hit, uh, and you're, you're a big reason why. Let's, uh, l let's talk Abbott. Abbott, tell people who have no idea what we're talking about uh, a, a little about the show and a little about your character. Sure. So Abbott Elementary is a workplace comedy a lot like The Office. It's shot in the same mockumentary style. And it, being in the world of the an underfunded Philadelphia public school. So people from Philly love it. Teachers are loving it. Uh, the the it's a diverse cast, so there's white people, there's black people, most of the students are, are black, and it's just a realistic look into what it's like to be a teacher and struggle and not have enough to give to your kids and have to go out to the parents. You know, every parent in the world knows what it's like to get that list with, you know, what the teachers need. I have four kids. I, I can't tell you the amount of times I brought crayons and paper towels and stuff for the, you know, classroom. And you're sitting there going, I pay a lot in taxes. Like, they can't keep these kids in crayons. But, you know, that's what it's like. Yeah. And that's the world. And, and I, I love it. My, my character is uh, uh, Melissa Shimenti, and she's a Sicilian who's got family that's got the hookup. And uh, she's just a, a, a wise egg, a, a Weisenheimer. And I, I, I like it a lot. It's a great character. It's a great cast, great ensemble. And uh, I have a lot of fun doing it. I throw in some Sicilian slang here and there because that's my family in New York. <laughs> we're, we're the people. I can, I, make, I can make a couple phone calls to Staten Island and get you anything you need. <laughs> You need a toe, she'll get you a toe. Uh, Abbott Elementary is what we're talking about. Uh, Tuesdays on ABC, absolutely terrific. And we're talking to Lisa Ann Walter. She is absolutely wonderful. What a uh, what what a career she is putting together and going strong. By the way, uh, the, uh, Abbott Elementary is going to be on for a long, long time. I, I think this is th this is a keeper. Aww. This is going to happen. But let me let me ask you this. And, and again, you know, talking about it, I'd love to do a longer show with you when you're not so rushed and. 
and we have some time, but just talking about the business and whatever, to me, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of looking at at what you've done and, and how you've pivoted, and then you got into Dance Your Ass Off, and you've worked with Oxford, mm-hmm. uh, the, the situation with Bravo. Uh, do you consider yourself... Uh, is it your diversity, you know, your ability to, to do that, to pivot, or is it perseverance? Is it just, you know, you've you got to work, and you, you're you determined to figure out, and what is it in your mind? You, uh, you know what? You're, you're very astute, Frank. I, to answer your question succinctly, it's a combination of both. I saw very early on that this business was not kind to women as they age, and I came out of comedy. I did stand-up for years. I started in New York. I, my home club was the comic strip on the Upper East Side, but I went everywhere. I was all over Long Island. I played governors. I played all, all over. I've been in every uh, state in the Union except for Alaska doing stand-up and also other countries. And I said, I'm not going to exist on being – I, I never sold myself as being a cute face. I have ideas, and it's ideas that I sold. And they were, came out of my head. I made them up. So nobody can stop you from doing that. And that's what I would always tell actors. When I can't get an audition, I'm like, what's stopping you from creating? Nothing. Start writing something. That's what I did. And I co-created my initial sitcoms. And I, I created Dance Your Ass Off because I had done the movie Shall We Dance. And when I got done, they had me put on a bunch of weight. My hair all fell out because they had dyed it porn blonde. You know, and and when I came home, I found that my husband was cheating and I was broken hearted and I couldn't get out of bed. And the only thing I got out of bed for was dance class three times a week, lost all the weight. And I said, there's a TV show here. They got all these weight loss shows where they scream at people and then they all gain the weight back on five seconds after the show's over. Women like to dance. I'm going to make that show. It took me five years to sell it. Nobody wanted to buy it five, because, you know, Dancing with the Stars was not a big hit yet. That was after we did Shall We Dance, right? Like a, a year or two later. So it took me five years to sell it. I did, and it was the biggest hit Oxygen had. And my son, who's a, a music writer producer, said, I learned from you. It's the best thing a parent can hear because he's a creative. And he said, It's great to be creative and have ideas and, and work. But what mom taught me was never stop. You, ne- you can never stop. If you, even if you're a success, you keep pushing forward. You sell your ideas. You sell shows. You, you go and you start. I'm doing stand-up again, and I'm writing other series. Like, a, I got an hour-long series. I got a half hour that I shot a pilot for on my own, uh, a, an hour-long drama. And the brilliant thing now is people can make their own content. That's how Quinta Brunson, the creator of Abbott Elementary, came up with shooting her own stuff, and then BuzzFeed found her. And she got enormously popular shooting short format content. Kids have their own studio in their phone. So any, there is no excuse now not to make your own stuff. If, if you got an idea, you write it, you shoot it, you make it happen. So that's, that's what it is. You just keep going. And yeah, you're right. Pivoting. That's exactly right. Because I'm like, well, I can't sell. I'm not going to have a cute butt until I'm 60, like some of these dames here in Hollywood. I don't want to be size zero. What do I, why do I want to disappear? I like food. Italian. I want to eat. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Listen, you're terrific. I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you. Lisa Ann, we need a longer time for an interview. Quick website or social media site before you go. You can follow me on every social media site at my name, Lisa Ann Walter, L-I-S-A-A-N-N-W-A-L-T-E-R. And uh, just be prepared because I tell the truth about lots of stuff. Listen, congrats on everything. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks, Frank. Have fun. Lisa Lisa Ann Walter. Yeah, she's she's the type of of person that I... um, I absolutely love to to talk to you know she she wants to talk about the business too. I could just tell just kind of following her career i I follow people's careers i I love that aspect of it and and you know again, I'm not a big reality show person at all, but Lisa Ann Walter has uh, has made a name for herself she's made a career for herself and and it's just it's been absolutely terrific um I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, this is somebody that I would love to talk to for a much longer period of time because she's a producer. She's a, uh, you know, she's a comedian, she, you know, stand up. She's an actress. She's a, a you know, a writer. She, you know, showrunner. She does all of these things. And, and I'll tell you what, she is, uh, you know, she's she's a very, you know, very pretty lady. You know, well, she's not a Barbie doll. She's not she's not somebody that's going to sit there and just uh, and, and pose or whatever. She's she's had to make a living for herself in, in so many different aspects and so many different ways of the uh, of, you know, in, in the entertainment business. I'm, I'm telling you, these are the type of careers that I love to talk about. And I I'm sure there are people out there, you know, that feel the same way and they you know it's one thing you know you get a, a Tom Cruise or you get some yeah I, I want to be careful not to mention too many people that are that uh, <laughs> that I've had on the show uh, that fit into that category but there there are folks that they they hit it big right out right out right out of the gate and uh, and not to take anything away from folks you know like that but uh, you know why they made it you know how they made it and 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 they've had wonderful careers like right out of and they got shot out of a cannon and they are what I find to be more interesting, more and more uh, I- interesting, especially, you know, I've always been this way, but people that have had to grind out a living with entertainment, whether it's uh, whether it's a band or a musician, uh, you know, someone along those those ways. I, it, it, it's one thing to just come out of the box and have a big hit, a hit song. It's another thing like, you know, like take a band like Oreo Speedwagon, like them or hate them, love them or, or detest them. Those guys jumped in a van and they were from Illinois, like Champaign, Illinois, and they just drove all over the Midwest when, uh, you know, before they had a deal, after they got a deal, they just jumped in a van and they just went town to town playing any possible gig that they could get. It took them a while before they uh, they hit it. And, uh, you know, then, you know, finally, um, uh, and by the way, they they had some hits before that, but but I think the, the album High Fidelity, uh, high infidelity, rather, um, you know, that had like uh, keep on loving you and take it on the run and um, don't let them go. They had huge hits on it. It was it was almost like a, a first album. It wasn't. It was, you know, they had multiple albums before that, but it, they they exploded after that. And people, 
assumed, and I, I think I was 12 years old or 13 years old when that album came out, I just assumed that they were around forever. I was into heavier stuff. I was into Sabbath and different things like that. But, it, you know, you have to appreciate the 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 work ethic that somebody like an Oreo Speedwagon put into their career. And I, I've never interviewed anybody from that band. And, and I don't even, I know Gary Richraft uh, uh, passed away. I don't know about some of the other guys. And I you know, apologize, but I'd love to talk to them because to me, that's, you know, that's grinding out a career. That's, that's uh, you know not just uh, yeah, I, I mean look if you talk to you talk to a guy or a gal who just hit it big right out you know right out of the gate you know, their first uh, film was a hit and they just took off and whatever if uh, if you if you have that and and we have it we we have it on the show we have you know and and you know we don't get into it but when you have somebody like Alisa Ann Walter, who is, uh, has really, I mean, she's earned everything. And I never met her before. She's not my high school buddy. Um, yeah, she's got four kids like, I just found that out now, but she has four kids like my wife and I have. But she, this woman, I guarantee you, has a wealth of information that uh, that I think a lot of folks listening would uh, would would find interesting. And again, she made a big name for herself with "Dance Your Ass Off," and you just heard that explanation. She was going on for for five years. You know, she uh, she gained weight. She you know found out her husband was cheating on. I I didn't know any of that. You know, any of that. But I knew that she created that show. And uh, I never saw it. I never, uh, pardon me, Lisa, if you're listening, you know, I, I never, uh, I never saw her show, but the fact that she could pivot from a serious role, uh, like I think it was Rachel Glass um, and, and Breaking News. And, and I, that was fascinating to me that, that, that show, um, the story behind that show, that's right, it was on Bravo, and that was before Housewives, and that was before all of these different um, shows took over Bravo, and then, you know, they found their vein, they found their their niche, and they uh, they took off, uh, you know, those, uh, you know, Bravo took off with all of the, um, what is it, Andy Cohen, I guess, right, all of his, his things, and they found it, and, and kudos to them, they make a fortune, he makes a fortune, and I, I don't watch any any of the shows, any of the housewife shows, and we have a lot of their their stars of, of reality shows on here. And I'm not putting it down or whatever. It's it's an aspect of the business. It's just not me, you know. I mean, I, I like sitcoms, I like documentaries, I like um, you know dramas, I like movies, I like things like that. I'm not a reality show person, but I certainly respect the guys like uh, uh, you know Mark Burnett. And and others who have made uh, made a living, at a guy like Robert Masiri, by the way, he's a he's a guy who has uh, made a good living off of uh, unscripted shows, and he's here on Long Island. We've had him a bunch of times. A friend of mine now, but um, you know, he reached out to me originally about a a reality show. I, you know, by the way, I don't know that I'd want to put my family to a reality show and things like that, but it it was. Uh, it's fascinating to talk to all these different people who have unique ways of figuring out the business. And if you have kids in the business or if you're in the business, uh, whether it's the music business or uh, or, or the entertainment business, uh, radio business for broadcasting, it, it's interesting to 
to hear from uh, the folks who have grinded out a, a career over 20 years or, or 30 years doing different things, trying different things to make a living. I love that. Lisa Ann Walter has been our very special guest. And uh, Abbott Elementary was was our main, you know, t- that was supposed to be our main topic. But, uh, you know, I got her sidetracked. And uh, again, I, I'd love to get her for a much longer show. Uh, terrific. I always think smart with her. And, uh, you know, I think so. You know, listen, she's got the Brooklyn accent and she, you know, played, you know, the the ditzy blonde and and all of that over the years. That's a smart lady right there. And she's figured out uh, over a course of uh, of a lot more than 20 years, but 20 years since that show Breaking News with uh, Tim Matheson was on. And and it it just got caught in a transition. Guy came in just like in in baseball or football. New new coach comes in. And you're talking about, um, you know, him getting rid of a lot of young prospects that that he didn't choose or that a new GM didn't choose or whatever. It's kind of the same thing with with TV. So Bravo ended up putting breaking news. And uh, it's a serious show about like a CNN type um, or Fox News type um, uh, cable station, cable news station. And uh, and it was good. It just it, it. got lost and it fell between the cracks because new people came in and, and the new guy that came in, he didn't want to take somebody's, uh, you know, somebody else's idea it had a different vision for it. But again, like she knows this better than I know this, you know, she's been at that uh, end of the, the business, you know, the, the TV business and the uh, film business and whatever. I, I'm telling you what, a long interview would, I would love it. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there would Lisa Ann Walter, is her name a great career the parent trap uh dance your ass off bruce almighty shall we dance uh a, a, a very many um so many uh, credits to to her resume and and again easy to cheer for you know i i think you'll agree i, I mean it's uh, this is not a you know, this is not the golden boy. This is not the person that just, uh, or the golden girl in, in this uh, particular case. This is someone who's worked on her career, and she does a lot of things very well. Uh, thrilled to have Lisa Ann Walter and other folks like it. A lot of people out there like her. It, relatively speaking, there's not a lot of Lisa Ann Walters that have been able to make a career grinding it out in different ways. And I very easy to cheer for a very smart lady, uh, determined lady. Frank McKay signing off. Lisa Ann Walter has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, our weekly edition is upon us of uh, Dan's papers out and about in the Hamptons, and it's becoming so popular. Everyone. Everyone is getting a chance to know what goes on in the Hamptons. And, of course, the publisher extraordinaire, the queen of all media, like Howard Stern is the king of all media. Well, this is the queen of all media. She has 88 different news outlets, one for every key on the piano. And uh, that's uh, Schnepps Media. Vicki Schnepps is our host each and every week. Absolutely thrilled to have you each and every week, Vicki. How are you? 
Thank you. Delighted. Dan's papers is delighted. So my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, and I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. One of the uh, the favorite things that you did recently was the the statue, the the lobster statue with Dan on it. Uh, to me, that's classic. And and it just you know when when you see that, you know you're in the Hamptons. Right. Well, we'd like you to believe that West Hampton is the beginning of the Hamptons, even though for many years it was over the Shinnecock Canal into Southampton that the Hamptons began. But West Hampton Beach is the true beginning, and it's a good, nice saving hour and a half to get if you go to West Hampton Beach compared to living in East Hampton. So I live in the West Hampton Beach area in a beautiful community called Queog. And we have our office now. Uh, we moved to uh, a building right on County Road 39 in Southampton so people can come and visit us. But, you know, this Hamptons is not just the Hamptons. The Hamptons are the South Fork. And then there's the North Fork. So we love to call it the East End. And on the East End, we're alive and well even after the what they call the season because you know people laugh that it's from 19 you know it's from Memorial Day to Labor Day and then they call it Tumbleweed Tuesday do you know what that means right does that mean that you can see tumbleweeds like in the old west uh, when uh, ghost towns the tumbleweeds uh, go through it so as soon as that Tuesday comes then there's nobody out there and all you see are tumbleweeds <laughs> well, that's exactly what people <laughs> made fun of the Hamptons that, you know, after the uh, tourists left, the, the, the people here. But you know what? The people here are a lot of people here. And although I can tell you honestly that I can go into East Hampton, go into South Hampton, and I get a, I, I judge it by parking spaces, I can get a parking space, a, a big choice of parking spaces uh, when I go to town now compared to before Labor Day. So that's my historic study of um, how many people are here is by how many parking spaces are available in all the towns in their shopping districts. So it is true that um, the population is less. And I learned, oh, I learned a very important lesson. I got a ticket, Frank, in West Hampton Beach because I parked outside the lines of the vertical parking. Oh. Did you ever get a ticket for parking in the lines? No, I, I haven't. But if they knew it was you, there's no way they'd give you a ticket. I can't oh, listen. They didn't know I, it was you. You know, you, you never pull rank, but you know, the fact <laughs> of the matter is that, uh, you know, what you weren't in the car when you got the ticket. But I, I did actually get a ticket also in Southampton where they wanted to give me uh, they were writing out a ticket. I shouldn't say one. I was in back of Hildreth's, which is a renowned home goods store over there for I don't know, maybe 100 years. And I was in the back in the parking lot. And I, you know, pulled in thinking I'm going to go shopping there. And um, I did. When I come out, I was having a ticket written. They said, this is no parking. I said, where's the no parking sign? Well, this is their back where they have deliveries. I says, really? Well, where's my sign to tell me no parking? So I took a picture of the uh, spot. It didn't say no parking, but it did have the initials of the owner. 
So maybe I had pulled him inadvertently into this. But, <laughs> but, you know, the Hildreths were so nice. They felt so terrible. They ended up taking an ad campaign in dance papers to say they're sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, by, the, by the way, a legendary, legendary uh, uh, place, Hildreths. Uh, I mean, they're just for years and years you've been hearing that name. Now, they're decades-old uh, players in uh, retail, and they've survived and they've flourished. And, you know, I love the fact that their family owns, a husband and wife owns and runs it. And that's really what I think is special about being in the Hamptons and on the North Fork. The, the businesses are owned and operated by the owners. Yeah. And so there's a much more personal connection to the businesses. And I always say, in, since I live in West Hampton Beach, it's a town where everybody knows your name. Yep. And that's one of the, I think, precious things about the village. But I have to tell you that I have a wonderful experience this week of going to the West Hampton Beach Farmer's Market. And I want to invite everybody to come out to the Farmer's Market because it's every single Saturday on the green in uh, West Hampton Beach Village. And they have a lovely gazebo. Frank, I thought if I shut my eyes, the gazebo had a musician playing. I thought I'd hear the music man with all the bands marching into the village square and into the town and into the gazebo and performing on the stage. I mean, it's so charming. And then it's surrounded, the gazebo's in the center, and it's surrounded by all these wonderful entrepreneurs who have created a special place uh, to grow and create food. Um, I'm writing my column. I write a column every week called Victoria's Secrets. And I write about where I go and where I was. And so I'm writing about being in the village square for this farmer's market. And with all due respect, Frank, they had all these people who grow or make their own the food that they sell right there at the market. And I just, you know, I'm enchanted by it. And so I, you know, it was very much fun just going from table to table and being able to buy some of their wonderful wares. And I think, you know, um, it's going to be happening every single weekend so people can come out and to experience it. I love the one that was so funny, Frank, you'll laugh at this. The woman had a sign on her um, uh, table. She sells um, uh, handcrafted nut butter mm. and this the uh, her slogan is no crap just nuts <laughs> <laughs> that's great only in the hamper I love it. And then, of course, I, it was so sweet. There was another woman selling uh, all kinds of wonderful um, cookies and pastries. And the name of her company is Wake and Bake. So I asked her, how did you come to a name Wake and Bake? And she said, well, you know, we wake up very early and then we do our baking and then we go do our other jobs. <laughs> Wow. And then they sell at the markets. Isn't that interesting that they, you know, they take the energy, they love it so much that they do that. Yeah. And then there was one that was cute, unadulterated hummus. <laughs> now, what in the world is un, uh, unadulterated hummus? I was looking if they had samples, but they weren't giving away any free uh, samples. 
Maybe they will. But, Maybe they, but, if you shame them into it, they'll do it. <laughs> well, I'm, I was curious, but, you know, they were busy, God bless them, and I didn't have time to wait around until yeah. their customers left to try to ask them what they, you know, what they did with that. And, of course, you know, they have the usual um, wonderful farms. Uh, they had Hayden Orchid, Orchid, who was there selling his pears and his peaches and his Honeycrisp apples. So it's a, you know, great way to pick up the apples. Uh, but there was another man I met that I got such a kick out of he and his wife created a baking company where they bake pies and they call themselves the soulful bakers and not soul s-o-u-l f-u-l but s-o-l-e so i said how how come you did that you soulful he said, well, listen, we did research, and the soulful that we wanted was taken. Oh. So we had to make up another name. <laughs> so that was as close as we could get without being sued. And so that's what we did. But I, I mean, I just love the fact that he had that um, that name there. And this is the kind of, uh, you know, shopping you could do uh, there. But my piece de resistance purchase of flowers there is this fabulous flower farm up in Baiting Hollow. And so that is our beautiful day that you can have coming out to West Hampton Beach. Be there next Saturday. Well, keep your, keep your thought. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with uh, a little bit more. And you never know what we're going to get in, uh, in that second segment. Uh, but there's so much more to talk about. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, you're listening to the voice of Vicki Schnepps, the queen of all media, and, uh, and Dan's papers out and about in the Hamptons. Uh, just can't miss radio. Uh, Frank McKay here coming right back right after this with more Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, a lady who really needs no introduction, but I will introduce her anyway, Vicki Schnepps, uh, publishing queen of, of of everywhere. But, I mean, she's the queen of all media, 88 different news outlets. I always say one for every key on the piano. And uh, when she yeah, I'll have to stop saying that when she gets to 89. You just never know. Uh, but <laughs> you're listening to uh, to part two. Part two of Dan's papers, out and about in the Hamptons. Vicky Schnepps, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's going to be a great weekend in the Hamptons coming up. I hope everybody has their pencil and pen when they listen, but or they can go to danspapers.com and go under the uh, happenings listings, where to go, what to do. But uh, you really mustn't miss something that I am not about, which is being able to laugh. I love to laugh. And the Long Island Comedy Festival is going to be held on Saturday, September 24th from 8 to 9.30 p.m. in the evening. And they are going to be bringing in comedians from Long Island, from New York City. And it's all going to be happening at the beautiful Bay Street Theater in Sag Harbor. If you haven't been to the Bay Street Theater, they do wonderfully professional productions. And they're literally on the bay. And you can go and visit the uh, show um, before, after, and walk out and look at the beautiful sights of 
of all the boats in the harbors and the bustling Sag Harbor where the restaurants are open late. So if you didn't catch something to eat before the show, it's over at 9.30. You can make a 9.30 reservation. So that's a, a wonderful kind of way to have a Bay Street Theater experience. But I, for those people that are into um, the outdoor activities besides the Southampton, I told you, has their farms, their market, and West Hampton Beach has their market. But they're doing something interesting over in Montauk. Montauk Point is going to have an electric bike tour. Mm. And that's going to be September 24th at 9 a.m. All you have to do is meet them at the Montauk Long Island Railroad Station right in town. And you get fitted for your e-bike, which will roll out onto Gardner's Bay, Camp Hero State Park, and the Montauk Lighthouse. And then the tour ends. You round back and this comes with refreshments at the end of the day. And that's over at one Fort Pond Road, but Monto, but just follow, you know, ask anyone with Long Island Railroad stations or take the train and stop at Monto exit. But that's kind of a different thing. Yeah. Now, you know, one of my, um, I don't know if you've gone, but I love the San Gennaro festivals that used to be held in Little Italy. Oh, I love them. Well, it's back in the Hamptons, San Gennaro Feast of the Hamptons. It's going to be this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, 10 a.m. it'll open the doors. And there's going to be a feast, literally, with all kinds of Italian cuisine. Of course, the usual beer and wine, but they'll have live entertainment. They can even have carnival rides. And for me, I'm such a kid. I love nothing more than fireworks. And they are going to have fireworks by Gucci, the best mm. of the best, which is a Long Island company, you know, the yeah. Gucci. And they worldwide do known. Yeah, known right. worldwide. All over the world, uh, of, of fireworks. It's going to be right here in Hampton Bay, Saturday night at eight fifteen. So you just have to go to the campground around Hampton Bay's Long Island Railroad Station to take a seat, put out your blanket, and look at the fabulous sight of, of, of the Gucci fireworks about eight fifteen. So that's something really unique to experience. And then you know, just if you love to dance. Well, we have something for you for that because uh, there's going to be a Latin dance night with Bombo Loco, and that's going to be Friday at 7 to 10 p.m. in Bridgehampton. Bridgehampton has a wonderful community house, and they're going to be enjoying singing and dancing and networking and a salsa class and t thrown in, and snacks are donated by Sabrosa. So, you know, that's over at 2368 Montauk Highway in Bridgehampton. So that's a wonderful kind of uh, opportunity to have that experience. And then I don't know about you, but I'm a plant lover. Yeah, uh, plants make my world, the, the beautiful flowers that come out of each season. And there's going to have an event at the Longhouse Reserve. There's going to be a luncheon on Saturday, 930 to 1 o'clock. And they're going to have speakers who are designers of horticulture, all kinds of gardens. And they're going to have a fundraiser there as well. And that's at 133 Hands Creek Road in East Hampton. So, you know, we, we got something from West Hampton, East Hampton, South Hampton. But I have to tell you my favorite thing this coming weekend. My dear friend, Joe Calderon. Joe was a New York Daily News and Newsday investigative reporter. Yeah. And Joe Calderon wrote a book called Don't Look Back. And it is a, it's fiction, 
but it's really based on historical experiences um, of, the, I don't know if you remember, the firefighters that went up the World Trade Center to save people, yeah. and they never got the May Day, May Day, get out signals because their communication system went down. And this is a story of a mother of an FDMY probie who teams up with the local reporter to take on City Hall because they wanted to get justice for their sons that mm. died wow. at the Trade Center. And I read the book. It's a really compelling story because I love when they mix, you know, history with uh, fiction and nonfiction. Yes, for sure. Because you kind of feel you're right there because I could picture those firefighters with that heavy gear climbing step by step by step up those towers. And to think they didn't know that everybody else was running down, but they thought they had to keep going up. Yeah. Because it they reminds thought, us. There's nothing braver than these men. I don't know this. They're made of something special fiber. Yeah. Firefighters no and police officers. I mean, I just, you know, to me, it's a, a remarkable to. Uh, to know the courage these men have and women. Unbelievable. So, you know, that's a one will be there signing his book. And so, that's going to be, I'm just finish that up. That's at 52 Ponquag Avenue in Hampton Bays. Joe Calderon will be talking about his book, Don't Look Back. I'm sorry, Frank, I interrupted you. No, not at all. I, just, I was just commenting on, on uh, that reminds us, even though it's a work of fiction, it reminds us of how wonderful, uh, brave the men and women are that, uh, that, that turn out every time. And I lost friends that were firefighters there, um, uh, you know, that, uh, that fateful day. But uh, Joe Calderon is as good as they get as far as a writer goes. Well, he's now working at South Nosa Hospital. Um, he is in charge of all their communications. They couldn't get a better person. So he's really uh, switched careers and is now in hospital care and, you know, really making sure that people get the word out about what's going on at South Nosa Hospital. They're doing a wonderful job now. They're part of a, a major hospital. But I think that, um, you know, there's something about a day like 9-11 Frank, we were all one. There weren't red people or blue people. They were just American people. Yeah. And I think something we have to keep remembering, we can all have our political differences, but we all salute the same flag. We all pledge allegiance to the same goal. So, you know, I'm hoping that sometimes we have tragedy, something good can come out of it. And when we do 9-11 remembrance events, you know, I keep thinking to myself, look at these brave men and how we all were brought together. I still can picture, you know, George Bush, whether he was with his loudspeaker telling people how he came down yep. and talking to the crowds and trying to reassure everybody. And so, you know, same thing for us today. To remind ourselves, you can have political differences, but we're one nation created under God. 100%. We get that every now and then. But anyway, getting back to what we're talking about, which is all the wonderful things happening in the Hamptons, uh, you know, we are also covering the North Fork. And the North Fork is considered from Riverhead to Orient Point. And it begins at the fabulous uh, Riverhead that's being reborn. And Riverhead is right on, Riverhead itself is right on the Peconic River. And the town shopping district is right there. And they're pulling down buildings to have that opening up of the river views as you walk and shop and dine in Riverhead. And they're going to be doing a wonderful um, 
program uh, in the town. And I just want to remember everybody, the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center is going to have some wonderful performers um, for seniors. So if you're a senior and you want to go, then you could be there. And Nancy Verna and the Third Age is underwriting it. It's all free. So enjoy the wonderful Hamptons coming up in this beautiful, beautiful days, the last days of September. Vicki, uh, amazing as always. I, you've got to be exhausted, but somehow I, it never shows. You never look tired. You're the Energizer Bunny times 10. And uh, what an amazing, an amazing career you've had and, and are having. And the future is even brighter than that. And your family is uh, just amazing. Picking up the mantle and, and, and uh, doing everything with you. Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, reminding everyone, you've been listening to Vicki Schnepps. And uh, and Dan's papers out and about in the Hamptons. Um, Vicky, thank you very much, and 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 of course you thank with me all the people that tune in each and every week to this great segment. My pleasure. Thank you. Till next week. Till next week, Vicky Schneps, our host each and every week. Frank McKay signing off. Dan's papers out and about in the Hamptons and uh, nobody does it better than them look look for the Thank uh, you. look for that that statue of of Dan uh, you know the namesake on top of the lobster it is it's classic and it's just that County line, Road 39 Southampton right <laughs> when uh, when I see that I say Hamptons I'm in the Hamptons Frank McKay signing off Vicki Schnepps once again Dan's papers out and about in the Hamptons uh, is what you've been listening to and we'll see you next week on the same segment Frank McKay signing off we'll see you next time on Breaking It Down this is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.